are going to be doing live. We have concerns at PAX South in San Antonio. That's right. If you are going to be at PAX South on Saturday, the 28th, well, 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 why don't you come to the Cactus Theater at 4 p.m. and see what we got for you? What we got for you is live episodes of the show. Jeff just said that. in a pool of your own vomit you're not looking forward to getting your messages this morning <laughs> second person narrative go to hell i'm glad we're over that this is we have concerns hi jeff canada hi anthony carboni hello concerned citizens i want to ask you a fairly personal question okay uh do you use any beauty supply things other than hair care products? Do you do you face creams? Do you do anything before bed? Do you put on any gunkus on your face if, or your hands? If I if I go to like like CES, I just got back from CES. Right. Um CES is a nightmare palace of desert mm-hmm. that will suck all of the moisture out of your body and destroy you. Right. So when I'm at CES, I will use like moisturizers on my hands and face and mm. like lip balm because otherwise like my skin just turns into like <sighs> the declaration of independence. <laughs> the back of which has a secret code. Yeah. The back, the of, back my- of Anthony's face. If you peel my skin <laughs> off of me. Uh, I, my wife has wanted, long wanted me to have a, a nightly routine. Oh, Mine too. And uh, she she keeps saying, I had, I had a- One of her big requests over the holiday was like, uh, I got her a bunch of these like Korean face masks that she likes, like those weirdy sheet masks. Mm-hmm. She was like, do one with me, do one with me. Yeah. So I actually did one with her. And? It's fine. Okay. I don't know, man. Did Whatever you feel you're like into. a whole new man afterwards? Did uh, you feel refreshed and aglow? My skin definitely felt different. I can't. Can't Quali- feel my face I can't anymore. qualify whether it was good or bad different. I I like I understand the desire for moisturizing and skincare. I know that people get a leathery face and you can combat that with a regimented attack. Mm-hmm. And I fundamentally understand that and respect it and feel like it would probably do me good. I just can't bring myself to do it every day. It, it, the fact that my wife takes like an hour to get ready for bed every night she's doing yeah. these things in the bathroom with the face. Uh, and, and I just don't like slimy gunkus on my face. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't enjoy do it. Do you do sunscreen every day or most days? Do no. you try to do that? I oh. do. If I go, if I'm going to the beach, I do sunscreen. You should try it. to do sunscreen, man. Yeah. It's good for you. Well, it turns out this is not a, uh, recent phenomenon. There is a lot of, uh, historical documents. In fact, we got a story sent to us by our old friend, Zaxi. Zaxi. Zaxi's the, the man. He's, he's always given us massive amounts of stories. Loving it. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I can't give Zaxi a nickname. He's got one. Because he's got one. He and is it's a Zaxi. Yeah. It's too good. Uh, this is a story about a fellow named Stanley Jacobs, who is a- uh, Who is a 300-year-old mummy, but <laughs> looks like he's 20. You would never know. Starring in a new- He looks uh, like Arnold Vosloo. He's got a new the, CW show movies. called uh, Mummy Dearest. No. Um- this is a, a fellow who is a, a plastic surgeon, mm-hmm. and he got obsessed about 20 years ago with a document. Holy that, Grail. Close. <sighs> document from ancient. Town of Youth. 
No, you're getting farther actually. Although no, there's a, it's kind of related. Uh, a document from ancient Egypt called the Edwin Smith Papyrus. And this is uh, one of the oldest documents we have dating back 5,000 years to the, to the age of pyramids. That is basically a medical text recounting surgeries. It's got huh. all kinds of crazy surgery, um, mem- you know, memories and, and, and practices. <laughs> surgery memories. <laughs> it's a scrapbook and it's called My Surgery Memories. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's just like, dear surgery memories. <laughs> Today I decided to figure out if the soul was kept in the front or the back of the skull. <laughs> so I drilled a hole into both, not thinking how silly it was. To check and make sure the soul didn't come out of the front hole first. Dear now I'll never know which hole it came out of, and I'll have to kill another person. Dear surgery memories, the god Anubis has a dog's head, so I thought, why not put my dog's head on my friend Henry? Oh, oh, surgery memories. I, I really should have should have thought that one through more. Once I, once I cut that head off, I realized there's a lot of tubes in there. <laughs> Where do they all go? So... Long story short, I did not replace Henry's head successfully, but I did learn something important. Lots of tubes in the neck. Uh, We're learning something new every day. And then just like some stickers and yeah. glitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So maybe that was not the best way to describe it. It is, you know, it is a, a medical document such as they had 5,000 years ago. And it's got all kinds of crazy stuff. This, this guy was fascinated with it because there's are- like some from hell level shit. It's crazy. Yeah. He was fascinated with it because it has detailed accounts of reconstructive surgery. People who would get smashed noses and eyes and faces, and they would figure out ways. I mean, they didn't have plastic surgery, but they had remarkably sophisticated methods of reconstructing people's- just Cover it with a little sand. <laughs> just put a little sand on it. <laughs> just put a little sand on it. Yeah. You know, you know on the, the mummy? <laughs> well, it did, it did eat half your face. <laughs> that thing did eat half your face. Yeah. What we're going to do- we're- Put a little sand on it. It hurts when you put sand on it. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That's how you know it's working. Oh my! Face. Is what I'm going to say right now. My this face. is the first time anybody's ever done something like this. Oh, we are very early in the history of humanity. <laughs> you know that part in the Mummy movie where like the sand turns into a face? Yeah, uh, it works on the same theory. Same theory. Yeah, face into sand, sand into face. <laughs> yeah, it's a transitive property of faced sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's a very sophisticated. Techniques, but the one passage that he was most intrigued by, because it had been kind deals of, with a certain elixir, a yeah, certain elixir that right. gives the person who drinks it eternal life. Well, you're you you mock, but it's not too far from the truth. He he said there was a recipe. It's guarded by a sacred now, s- scorpion. Now you're getting farther away. The sacred scorpion, really? Sacred beetle. <laughs> okay, beetle's better. <laughs> it was Ringo. Uh, the back of the book had a recipe that was entitled transforming an old man into a youth. So there's a recipe in the back, transforming an old man into a youth. And the original- Peter Thiel just bought this book for $18 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The original, uh, uh, translators of the, uh, of the papyrus kind of wrote that off and was like, oh, it must be some kind of weird, you know, uh, nothing. It says the exact quote- Who writes it off? Who would write something like that off? What is it? Maybe Egyptologist it's James a father Breston. and a son touch a bejeweled skull and switch places. 
Who's, who writes that off? I'll Even if it's who. crazy bullshit, you listen. Original translator, uh, Egyptologist James Breasted. He said, uh, quote, it proves to be nothing more than a few, uh, it proves to be nothing more than a face paste believed to be efficacious in removing wrinkles. I like that you immediately went to transatlantic accent because that's where I went. Yeah. When was this guy? Oh, he was long ago. He yeah. was transatlantic times. Oh, sure. Yeah. So he was like, he was like, Early 20th century. Yeah. Just like, just like driving around. He, he had like the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. He had like a lot of, he had like a lot of money in his family. He's like, I'm going to go run around in some tombs. Dr. Jones. Uh, Dr. Jones. Yeah. That guy. Uh, so, but this dude, yeah. Stanley Jacobs, he was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to write that off. I'm a, I'm interested in this, these things. I'm a, I'm a plastic surgeon. I deal with, Facial cream. I want to know how to trans transform a old man into a youth. That's my thing, man. Is even in, even if it's like a silly curiosity thing, why wouldn't you want to know what that's about? That's yeah. fun. His exact quote is: "I realize that if they're serious about their surgical treatments, they're probably serious about this." Oh, so he didn't think of it as a goof. He was like, "I'm gonna look at this because it's probably serious." Yeah, I was thinking of it in terms of like, yeah, let's read about their wizards. Well, that, but maybe their wizards had fun. some knowledge that I can monetize. Yeah. I yeah. got to monetize that wizard knowledge. So the recipe this at the end of the book. This is something we all learned. <laughs> this is something we all learned in undergraduate school. You got to monetize wizard knowledge. Once you find the wizard knowledge, you got to monetize that. Yo, you got to gather around the cauldron. Mm-hmm. You got to get that wizard knowledge. Yeah. And then you got to come up with a three-part plan to sell that wizard knowledge. You got to figure, step. Out, you gotta figure you out who's your target audience. Build yourself a good website with yeah. decent SEO. That's right. You got to find who's your target audience. Young wizards. Young right? wizards. A young up and coming wizards. This is an untapped economic group. These people have disposable monies. You can take These that- people, if they don't have disposable money, they can probably trans, transmogrify and transmutate other things into money. Exactly. You so got to, if you got knowledge that a wizard needs- Yeah. <sighs> Get that wizard that knowledge. Son, you got money in the bank. That's right. Because wizards know a lot of shit. That's why their beards is so long. <laughs> if you know something a wizard don't know, That's you sell that. So That's long. why their beards is long yeah. and their robes is cool and they got big staff. <laughs> because right. wizards know shit. Yeah. If you know something a wizard don't know, that's the ultimate. That's how you know all these, uh, all these new mandolin bands. They know shit. They got long ass beards. All them, all them musicians got long ass beards. They know shit. Mostly how to play mandolin. Mostly the mandolin. Yeah. Anyway, so the recipe basically states that the key ingredient to this magical face cream, face paste, is blood of the young, blood of the young, blood of the young. Hemayet fruit. Oh, hemayet fruit. What's a hemayet fruit? Well, no one knew. No one knows. No one under could figure it out. They. Asked Egyptian people what that word meant. People said, I never heard that it's word. It's a child's heart, isn't it? I don't know what that word is. Hemayet fruit is, means child's heart. Oh, you want it to be a child's heart so bad. Anthony. I want everything to be a child's heart. <laughs> What's that over there? It's the heart of a child. <laughs> no, it's an Arduino. That's an Arduino. I don't know the difference. <laughs> uh, so he went and, and started trying to figure out what this hemayet fruit is. Uh, people didn't know what that word went. It had fallen out of usage. It was antiquated no one understood what hemiyet was there's no such thing as a hemiyet fruit so he looked at what the recipe said to do with the hemiyet fruit and it said you got to do all kinds Sep- of crazy separate stuff separate its ribs and pull it out of its chest cavity <laughs> you got to give it some candy yeah. lure it into your house lure it into lure it into your temple <laughs> you got to read it a story yeah. let it go to sleep and then extract its hemiyet fruit oh that's so dark 
Uh, he, the, all kinds. I just of- want to say this is not this is not uh, my view of Egyptians or Egyptian history. This is literally my view of all history. Yeah. I don't know anything about anything, and so I always assume that it's dark magic and things being pulled out of people's chest cavities. Right. This is nothing. This is nothing against the great culture of Egypt. Right. Of course. No. Uh, you just want. You just assume that people thought sp- spread some heart on it. I assume dark magic at all times, yeah. Jeff. So the exact. Uh, instruction set for what to do with hemiet fruit say it, it needs to be husked winnowed sifted boiled in water dried washed ground and boiled again that's a human skull it's a seven step process that is a human skull very brain. simple very simple first you just husk it then you winnow it then you sift it then We're you boil all it hemiets. then you dry it then you wash it then you grind it and then you boil it again and the fruit is our brain uh, and he he couldn't figure out what is the hemiet? Is it is it man brain? Is it human heart? Is it uh, fecal matter? What is it? What is it, Jeff? Figured it out, Anthony. Uh, you're never gonna guess. It's almonds. Almonds. It's bitter almonds. So bitter almonds are not the kind of almonds we eat. They are actually extremely poisonous. They're the humans. kind that you taste before you have a seizure. <laughs> yeah, it's the. You taste. You have a bitter almond taste in your mouth, and that's how you know. And then you you, you become old to youth because you're literally dying. <laughs> no, I'm not. Don't, haven't you ever heard that? Is it if true? you sm- if you smell bitter almonds or something like that, you're it was about burnt to have toast. Maybe it's the same smell. Burnt burnt toast is bitter almond. We should get bitter. We should burnt toast is the hemiet fruit, Jeff. Mm, all right. So this is a very lethal, if ingested, mm-hmm. kind of substance. Uh, bitter almonds kill a person very fast. Uh, they contain hydrogen cyanide, uh, so that's bad. But in the in the early days of espionage, spies would have their molars replaced with bitter almonds. Yes, you just put a bitter almond back there. It's just that they smile at you, and it's just almonds all the way around. And it's then if they, a, then a, if you tried to get them to tell tell you any information, they would just bite down on it. <laughs> that's how that's how we actually caught a bunch of spies. Is that we just told them a joke and they smiled, and it was just a. A, an almond smile. That that's they, that's why saw. spies are often called almond teeth. <laughs> that's right. You know, yeah, like that old that old wives' tale. You know, spooks, uh, specters, uh, spies, uh-huh. almond teeth. Yeah, flat foot. <laughs> These are all real. Well, most of them. Um, so they also contain mandalic acid. Okay, and we have deter- which if you dr- if you take mandalic acid for twelve hours. You you vibrantly believe that you saw a Sinbad movie where he was a genie. That's what they call the Mandala effect. <laughs> this is the Mandalic acid effect. This is one of those episodes where I'm trying to get out the information and you're just. I don't want to, to list of this it. shit. What happened when he tried it? Mandalic acid is we've actually figured out is uh, it's in face creams. We've been using those and fairly recently. It's only in the last twenty years that we've been using that in face creams. It's really useful because the bitter almond is lethal, but if you husk it and dry it and winnow it and sinnow it and all that crap, you 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 strip out the the uh, hydrogen cyanide mm-hmm. and it becomes not lethal and you can use the mandalic acid on your face and it works as a lovely tightening uh, tightening substance for your for your skin. But now I can just go buy the face cream. Yes, but it turns out the Egyptians knew that 5000 years ago and we just figured it out 20 years ago. <laughs> What a bunch of assholes we are. The aristocrats. I got through the story, Anthony. What a bunch of assholes we are. Yeah. That's cool, right? Isn't that cool? 
It's cool that they fucking knew that shit. And this guy was like, eh, some face paste. I don't care. Meanwhile, dermatologists in a lab have been trying to figure out bitter almonds this whole time. And the, uh, the Egyptians knew 5,000 years ago. It's cool. Where do we get our Nelson Mandela acid now? Uh, it doesn't go into that, but I'm assuming if it comes from, I think that's why he knew to go to bitter almonds when he heard about the process of what it takes to, you know, in this recipe, he's like, well, bitter almonds are things that need to be highly processed in order to get out, extract the, the thing. It kind of fits the mold of he what He looked we at the here. compounds in a bitter almond. Yeah. And it, it ended up having the same effect that is described when you use this method. That's some cool detective work. Right? That's this is like cool. a Dr. Jones of face stuff. This is like when if, if uh, Indiana Jones, instead of trying to get like gold idols or the Ark of the Covenant, if he was like interested in like a, a nice salve or a bomb of some kind, mm-hmm. if he just was more interested in like making your, your skin uh, like pillowy to the touch, if it was that kind of uh, Indiana Jones, then uh, that would be this guy. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of like those dudes who a few years ago found out that, uh, We've been making absinthe wrong for like <laughs> right. 70 years or something. Yeah. We're like, we're bringing back absinthe, everybody. Let's, let's, absinthe is so crazy. And like, we all saw Moulin Rouge. Like, let's right. bring back absinthe. Right. Like, woo. Um, and then and they it was all looked like, into it. It was like crazy bitter. And like, yeah. everybody was like, this, this tastes disgusting. And then, and then they looked into it. They took like a, uh, a syringe of absinthe that had been in a bottle still since like the 1800s wow and took a sip of it and they're like oh yeah we've been fucking doing this wrong (laughs) oh yeah this is different yeah this isn't garbage this is cool i think that's cool man this dude is like indiana jones of olay it's it's really interesting when we refigure out something historical there's a lot of this people are like we refigure out something that we knew hundreds of years years ago some dudes figured some shit out and it was lost knowledge we're thousands of human years. We already did it. That's something I think it's about. It's probably just because of a bunch of Egyptian dudes like you who are just like, like too cool and manly and tough to like put on face stuff at night. Oh, yeah. They're just like, nah, man, I don't do that. That's yeah. that's for girls. Yeah, a bunch of Egyptian ladies. A bunch of like, Egyptian dudes. Our, our knowledge will be lost forever. Whatever. <laughs> Lame. I'm going to go rub my face in sand like my doctor told me to. Oh, That's honey. what dudes do. Honey, you look terrible. I'm eating a scorpion. Oh, ah. Don't do it sacred. It's a sacred scorpion. Oh, no. Uh, wait, never mind. It was a beetle. It was a beetle. Um, And so it was lost. I think about this all the time. Bros in their man caves. <laughs> a supercomputer was always possible, right? We had to do a million. We just things. had to believe. <laughs> we had to come up with a million innovations to get here. But like, there's nothing new on the earth that made that possible. It was always possible to do that thing. We just had to like build and build and build. But it's not a linear process to build and build because there's fits and starts. Like. It was always possible. You're saying that hidden right now in the depths of the desert in Egypt is an ancient supercomputer more powerful than anything we have now. Yes. It's called the Antikytheron. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Call back to another episode. Do you go in for all natural stuff or do you believe more in the chemicals and and the chemistry? I don't really care. I I don't pay attention enough. Like if there's a cough drop and a tea. I'll take the cough drop, probably. Yeah, right? It has sugar in it. Where does the... <laughs> <laughs> like, if 
if you went into a doctor and it was like, hey, so we're going to give you eight, these 18 medications, and then you looked up and you found out that somebody, you looked up on the internet that people were using like some sort of like flower petal tea or some shit yeah. to do like the same thing. Are you a person who's nah. going to try the flower petal tea? Probably not. Yeah, me it's neither. like a lot of work. Me neither. Yeah. I'll just take the thing. I'm just going to take the thing. Yeah. Until my until my insurance disappears six months from now. <laughs> oh, God. Fuckers. Never mind, we're not doing that. Yeah. We're not doing that. We're talking about this cool thing about human knowledge. Yeah. And how I just think it's wild that we we just assume that knowledge is an, a linear thing and it is not. Like these guys figured something out. Yeah. And then we didn't have that knowledge for a long, long time, and then we did again. The mis the misreading of old information is always fun to me too. Like we thought chastity belts were real. Right, right. Like up until like two years ago, we thought chastity belts were a real thing right. in like the middle age. No, it was, <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> yeah. It was like a medieval, hilarious, dirty joke. Well, that's the thing. We, we, and we, then we were like, oh, we found these ancient markings, these, these ancient like carvings and illustrations and descriptions of chastity belts. So um, cool, those were real. <laughs> it's because we never think that Anybody other than us had a, a sense of humor. Yeah. We never think that ancient peoples, maybe it's because historians. Maybe this dude is like, hey, jackass, rub some bitter almonds on your face. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to look young? Why don't you rub some poison almonds on your face, <laughs> yeah. morons? <laughs> uh, maybe it's because historians, you know, traditionally aren't the, aren't the, aren't the laugh a minute kind of fellas and ladies. Who knows? But, uh, I don't know enough historians to say that. Yeah. But here's what I do know. I don't think I'm going to boil bitter almonds and put them on my face. No, that's just, that's steps. That's only steps four and seven. Yeah. And I, that's in, this, do other, in today's work a day world. It's like Uber, but for putting bitter almonds on your face. <laughs> Guys, do you go more for natural remedies or are you an over the counter type? Do you feel like we have lost a lot of pertinent knowledge? Mm, I Can, do. Are, do we still have things to learn from? Man. 5,000, 4,000 year old cultures. The Egyptians had those hover hoverboards. I bet they had them. We just forgot. We just forgot about them. Did Egyptians have hoverboards? Answer any one of these questions <laughs> that you want to and hashtag it uh, bitter almond. Yeah. And you can send that to us on Twitter. I'm at A Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. And hey, if you've seen a story like this that you think belongs on the show, why not let us know by heading to the subreddit? That's wehaveconcerns.reddit.com. It's a great place to suggest stories. You can also email them to us at wehaveconcernsshow at gmail.com. 